Hello, lovers. Good morning. How is your day going? It's an amazing Saturday morning. An amazing day to behold. A day that the Lord has made. And we should be grateful. <laughs> I'm glad in it. So, it's another great Saturday morning and had to have moment with fresh day. How is your Saturday going? How is your morning going? I know if a lot of people today, most of like we legations today is just going to be like a resting day for most of, most of us. That's for people that doesn't work weekend. For you to be able to rest, recuperate the energy you've lost over the weekend. I can understand that pain. I can understand that exhaustion. And I, if you don't have any much thing to do today, I will advise you try as much as possible to give your body the rest needed. Because it's very, very important. So once again today, welcome. So happy to... <laughs> Uh, have you all okay so today um okay this is the first okay our window is not the first but i'll just put it as the first um, series of segments and had to have the moment with fresh day and today we will be talking or will i say we'll be discussing on a topic i titled understanding times and seasons understanding times and seasons God has a plan for everyone he created he can't forget his own can a mother forget his her own child is impossible she can't even despite most times how um how angry our parents could be towards us over some misbehaving attitude we displayed but despite that there is still this soft spot in them just like the evil adage that goes by when you beat a child with the right hand you draw him or her back again to you with the left hand so if our parents, if our earthly parents could be conscious of this, what then do you think about God? If our earthly father could give us bread, when we ask for bread instead of giving us stone, what more then do you think of God who is the father of all fathers? Definitely he will give us the best. It's only left for us to understand his ways. Is, uh, is one thing for you to be in a relationship with God is another thing for you to understand his ways yes uh, most people would say that um, no one can understand the ways of God definitely but on your own personality you should be able to understand how God works with you there are times you ask something from God and at those periods we feel like he is he's not answering or he is silent and 
those are even the period we need to be more careful we even need to be more careful when we assume or presume that God is silent over some certain things his silent doesn't mean he's not seeing your tears his silent doesn't mean that he is not seeing the things the humiliation the pains you are going through to his silent there is a reward it's left for you to understand how to operate in certain levels with God there are no reasons why um, most people are not really um, or might not be on uh, how will I put it why um, they might be unaware of their potentials ignorance of the scripture it could be a um, general lack of spiritual awareness or um, not understanding times and season sometimes this lack of awareness makes people think that God has abandoned or neglected them like I said before and God can and can never can't and can never forget his own it's left for us to understand the time and season to every dream, to every vision, to every um, gift he has given to us. Just like um, the case of Jesus Christ when he was on earth. He, did, he didn't just start manifesting. Yes, he knows he is the son of God. But immediately, he didn't see him start, oh, from year one or year two, start um, resisting, beating his powers and all that. No. Because he knows it is not yet time. It is not yet time for him to do so. He waited on the time that has been mandated by his father, God. There was um, a post I saw um, some time ago on LinkedIn. Um, that was where Professor Rita's post, yes. When she said, um, be careful when you, um, how did she put it that period? Um, a, a case of you being careful of half celebration, like you are not there, maybe just a little, a little, uh, a glimpse of what the future will hold, um, holds for you. And you start, um, celebrating, um, before arrival on the due date. That's what most people do. The ways of God is quite different from the ways of man. So whatever dream, whatever vision that God has given you, do not kill it. Try to understand the season and time for its manifestation. There is a burning fire in everyone. Even when you feel like you don't have anything to offer. Do not even, do not even think about that because that is a force the first belief working in you there is a burning fire in everyone there is a gift God has imputed into every one of us discover that fire it's left for you to discover that fire and do not quench it when the fire in you is lit but unattended it's just like it's a gift in hibernation and it's not going to benefit or warm others in need 
but rather it will produce a tearful smoke. I don't know if you understand what I mean by that. What I mean by that is everyone has a special gift in them. Everyone, to each person, God has given a certain um, gift, a certain talent, certain skills. He has mastered you. It's like inbuilt. It's not something like in you. Okay, it's, it's not just something you you, you 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 just going to the school to learn or something. No, it's something that, it's something inbuilt in you. And when those skills or when those gifts are not harnessed and attended to properly and accordingly to God's time and season. It's just going to be like a bomb waiting to explode. Instead of, it, instead of it being a blessing to mankind, it will not become like a curse to mankind and to the bearer. In Genesis, let me make a case of it. In Genesis um, chapter 37, um, I will use the case of Joseph's journey um, as a case study. You learn about the start of Joseph's journey with God is the start of God's revelation to Joseph that God will, in his time, not that, in his time, not your time, in his time, raise him above his own brethren. From time to time, some people have um, shared visions that God has given them, some of which have... Um, some of which which have a tendency to be overwhelming. Some visions people receive are often beyond belief. That's just a simple truth. See, and simply because they are received before God has put the mechanisms in place for such visions to become a reality. What is telling about, about Joseph's vision is this. Joseph, okay. Um, before I continue, um, Joseph, uh, in in, in Joseph's um, scenario, God has given him this baby. God has given him this gift, but um, at that moment, I believe um, he was overwhelmed. I want I, I want to use the word. I mean, I want to use the word overwhelmed. He was overwhelmed with. Um, the vision that he felt like oh okay he could actually share it with his brothers this is something we have to take note of not every vision not every dream god gives to you is meant is meant to be revealed to another except if the person has an understanding Of what God can do in His purpose over your life. Because there are some people you will share your vision, your destiny, your future with, they will discourage you. Why? Because they are not the carrier of that vision. You are the carrier. So they are not meant to understand you. The only person that can understand you is someone who is meant to be part of that vision coming into reality to every man to every woman to every person that god has given a destiny god has given a gift god has given a mandate god has given a 
commandment on what to do. There are disciples, there are angels, there are people that he has assigned to go with you, through you, with you on that journey in bringing that into a reality. That is why your vision may not make sense to everybody, but definitely it will make sense to the people, to those who are meant to be a part of support system that you need in making or in for God to bring that dream, that vision into a reality. That is the honest truth. Some people have a vision placed in their hearts, which receive the scorn of those who are supposed to belong to the household of faith. And should even be supportive of those God is calling into service for God. All Christians can and should serve God, but sometimes God has to use a big prompt through the mechanism of vision to move or motivate some people into important or strategic work for him. That's the truth. That's why you see in the Bible, where, um, I'm trying to remember this version of the Bible that said, uh, uh, um, they are verses, verses unto God. Some are for honor, some are for dishonor. That you're a Christian, you can be a Christian, God will not still use you. That is just the honest truth. That's just simple truth. That's not where I'm going to now. That's not where I'm going to. We are focusing on understanding season. Understanding time and season. When God gives you a vision or a call about your future, do not presume that everyone is open and accepting about it as you are. Do not. There are people that are dream killers. There are people the same way. It seems I'm still going to make a reference back to this revival version of some are uh, unto honor, why some are unto dishonor. The same way there are people unto honor, there are some people unto dishonor. There are the same way there are people that are meant to help you and achieve those dreams. Why the same way there are people that the enemy have strategically placed around you to, to also destroy or help you destroy that dream if you do not understand who you are and do not seek for right counsel. So do not presume that everyone is open and accepting about it as you as you are. Do not make the mistake of thinking that somehow jealousy, envy, and competition have all miraculously disappeared from people's lives because they are going to church. My dear, let me just tell you something you have to understand as a Christian. The church is like a hospital with different people coming for different healing process that the person speaks in tongue speaks in tongues does not mean that that person is assistant jesus that person can even be lucifer's PA. it is left for you to ask god for the spirit of discernment it is very important that is why in the psalmist in, in the psalmist david said Take not your Holy Spirit away from me. Restore unto me the joy of your salvation. Because he has an understanding. He has a clear vision. He has a clear understanding of what the Spirit of God in him can do for him. That is why the Bible says, 
if the same spirit that raised Jesus from death lives inside of you, same spirit will quicken your mortal body, right? Will quicken. It means that it will be there to guide you. It will be there to align you. It will be there to direct you. It will be there to push you to cause purpose and destiny for your life. And destiny for your life. Yes. Such a view of the church of God is naive. Joseph was naive. And rather than letting God bring about his call over time, he shared his vision out of time, which caused him additional problem. Out of joy, oh, they are my brethren. They are my brothers. We are, we are, we are, we are, we are same family. They cannot hurt me. So he went ahead of time to share his visions with them when it is not meant to. God can even give you a, a, a vision. And he would even, he may even not permit you to even share it with your pastor. That is why, in all your dealing, in all your doing, ask God for the spirit of discernment. Ask God for the seven spirit of God. Let it rest upon you. When that spirit rests upon you, it will be able to align you to the people you are meant to discuss with those things with. It's one, but it's one thing for you to pray for the spirit of discernment and uh, spirit of God. It's another thing for you to be. Uh, um, how do I put it? Uh, um, Holy Spirit, help me! Holy Spirit, help me! Holy Spirit, help me! Holy Spirit, help me! Holy Spirit. For you to also know and understand the leadings of God. That's you activating your spiritual man, making it to be active. So Joseph shared his vision before he understood either before he understood either the implication or the consequences of sharing with those he thought he could trust. He may have even presumed that the vision was for now. That's why I said, understand the time, understand the season that that vision is to spring forth. Which is something many people misunderstand about visions. Visions need to stand the test of time and they need to be brought into reality. They were intended to fall. Joseph's dreams were not meant for the day. It was not meant for his day. They were meant for his future. There are some dreams that, that, that cannot manifest now, but definitely it is meant for future. If you are sure that it is God that gave you that, 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 that vision, that dream, it is left for you to go back to him and ask. In the place of submission to his will, in that same place, you make a prayer, a prayer of inquiry as of when to move, so that you don't move and announce you when God have not announced you. See, let me tell you, if you go ahead of God in pursuing or doing his will, yes, he's the one that gave you that promise, the one that gave you that vision. But if it is not yet the time for you to manifest it out, it will become a shameful thing. Instead of it becoming a blessing, it will become a scornful thing unto you because that is not the time. 
It's not a set time for it to come into reality. It's not a set time for it to become in, to come into limelight. It's not the set time for God to bring you where there are battles that He needs to fight. There are things He needs to put into place. There are things He needs to kill down in you. There are things He needs to take out from you. There are things He needs to impute into you for you to be able to for you to be able to function in that area. To every greatness, there is a giant for you to be to overcome before you can be able to attend that great thing that you want to attend in life. So what does the opening salvo of Joseph's life tell us about visions? It tells us that God is the God of impossible. It tells us that we need to be discerning about who we share details about our call with. It shows us that the call on our lives is not always instant, but a long fruitful journey. It tells us that sometimes God's call on our lives arrives before wisdom enters our gates. It tells us to wait on our calling and let God make the next move. Do not go before God. Allow God to go before you. That is, that is the mistake that the Lord, that is the mistake the Lord of people make. Are you ready? Ask yourself, are you ready for God's next timely move? Or are you trying to rush to the outcome of your call out of time? Learn to be patient with yourself and with God because you don't want to kill off God's vision before it has ever started. Because there will not be, there will not be any sense in doing it. Try to understand your time, your season. In Genesis 37:15, we find Joseph getting lost. He has gone looking for his brothers, but had somehow lost his way. Joseph was guilty of having the was guilty of having the right vision, but he was heading in the wrong direction. His vision was from God, but his methodology was wrong. His thoughts were on God, but he neglected his days to day chores and responsibility to those around him. There cannot be a fire, a fire without a smoke. There can't be an announcement of victory without a fought battles. Don't be discouraged. Put on your whole armor. There is light at the end of the tunnel. As sure as the sun rises and sets, discouragement is inevitable. Not encouraging enough for you, then perhaps together we can discover what the word of God says about discouragement and how to go about it. Learn to ask God questions. Learn to seek the face of God. Learn to seek direction from God. Learn to meet Him for the next move. Do not go ahead of Him. Ask Him to direct you. Understand His ways. Understand His will. Understand His time. Understand the season that He has set for you to come out to limelight. Let's look at the, uh, on the book of 1 Samuel 16. It tells the story of David. A shepherd boy, anointed by Samuel, 
to be the king over Israel. What a great day this must have been. If it was me, Aomo, hey, yummy. The guy that's I would dance, I will be so happy. Well, I be when Google remember me like this. Um, I become king on two. Yeah, yeah. I'll be so happy. And definitely I will not hear I will not hide my uh, my, my happiness and everything. Can you, uh, you okay in, in your own mind try to imagine can you imagine how proud his father would be like ah try to be like he's going to be a father to a king. If it's my dad, my dad gonna make my tire. In fact, he will write long episode about me for me and blow the trumpet about his daughter. He'll be like, hey, this is my daughter. This is a, is a replica of me. <laughs> but yeah, David didn't assume the throne overnight. It was at least 10 years before he reigned over Judah and another 7 years until he reigned over Israel. Along the way, David was tested many times, even to the point of death. King Saul, rejected by God, grew jealous of David's fame and attempted to kill him on two occasions. Saul pursued David endlessly for years, putting David, his men, and their family in harmful ways. But nevertheless, David did ascend the throne eventually and had the testimony by God that he had become the man after God's own heart. There have been many moments David was discouraged enough to give of which would have placed his future as the king of Israel in jeopardy. Psalms um, 42 verse 5 yes, recounts a low point in David's life when he encouraged himself in the Lord. He refused to kill the baby. He refused to kill the vision. Even when he Saul was just before him for him to, even when he had the opportunity to kill this guy to just where's this dude and become the king I already God has given him this vision now God have already given them him the mandate he has already crowned him with all the wisdom the knowledge and made him a man after his own heart and everything so he can definitely do whatever thing he wants to do but then again wisdom is profitable he did not take the battle He knew, yes, God has anointed him to be a king. Even when he has the opportunity to kill Saul and become the king. After if if he kills God, you think he will not, he will still be the king. But not for long. Because he went ahead of God. That's why um, there's this adage in Igbo that said, Onyoburu Chiyozo Baboso, Obabulo Wenyanoso. Meaning, can't explain this thing. <laughs> Meaning, um, when you go ahead of God in battles, in situations, you go fight, tire. But when you allow God to go ahead of you, He takes away every distraction. He fights the battle with you and for you. He goes ahead of you to make every crooked place 
every Christian knows well, uh, knows uh, how well the ministry of Jesus came to fulfill, to fulfillment, and how he too was tested, just like David. He went from mountain top to a valley. Satan threw everything he could at Jesus to distract him, to dissuade him, to attempt him, and keep him from fulfilling his purpose. But more, he was focused. This was so stressful for him. It was a discouraging moment for Jesus. Do you think because he's Jesus, son of God, that he will not feel... If you remember the, 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 on the cross... If you remember, if 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 you if you if you can remember on the cross, when he said, "Eli, Eli, 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 Pasavatani, my father, why have thou forgotten me?" But then again, he said, "Not my will, Father, but let your will be done. Not my will, not my knowledge, not my thing, but let yours be." Because he understands the will of the Father. He understands what it means to align with God's season and time. He understands that even in every circumstances, that God would definitely come true for him. That God would stand there with him. That God would fight for him. That God would definitely, that God would definitely be there to fight for him, to direct him, to lead him. He understood. He knows that God is able. It would not, it wouldn't have taken Jesus anything, just a word. And all these people will fizzle away. But then again, he understood time and season and the purpose to fulfill. He understood that a lot of life is tied down to him. He understood that the redemption of mankind is tied to his death. He understood that for men to be redeemed, for men to be set free, for people to be able to counter any evil and demons, that he needs to die for that to come into fulfillment. That is why he said, God, he said, Father, let not my will, but let your will. If Jesus could be tempted, what makes you think you are different? Those period, do you know how it was for God? Watching his only begotten son being killed just to save humanity. What manner of love is that? What manner of sacrifice is that? Even me. I won't say I'm not sure. I cannot. Let me not say I'm not sure. I cannot give my only child. He may die for the way no commit. Sure. Bros, go the walk. It won't work. You are my bikino. The greater the call, you have to understand. The greater the call, the greater the test. 
It's during the times of testing that Satan comes to us with discouragement. If allowed to grow, it will kill the vision. Jesus put it this way. The thief's purpose is to steal and kill and destroy. My purpose is to give them a rich and satisfying life. That's John 10. 10. If you have ever had a mountaintop experience where vision abounds and has suddenly found yourself in a wilderness of uncertainty, take heart. Do not be discouraged. Put your trust in God. Go back to God and he will sort you out. Satan is terrified of the great purpose for which God created you and he will stop at nothing to steal it from you. One of his biggest tools is discouragement and you have to fight it. Trust in God. Remember how good he's been to you and be encouraged. God will bring you through this. Do not give up. Don't give up. Don't kill the baby. When divinity meets humanity, you become a celebrity. Be encouraged and start firm. It's time for your enthronement.